0: Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 165, The Song of Moses, Symphony. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. And welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell.
1: I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know.
0: And welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in, and we're going to continue our series on the Song of Moses, John. Mm -hmm. We learned some interesting things last time. Yeah. Setting up the stage for what we're going to try to look in today is the actual song. We'll get through a portion of it. Okay. And we're going to see how it applies to... Israel prophetically, okay. and what God said was gonna what they were gonna do and what they ended up doing, and I think there's a tie-in to what's going on in the world today. Okay, uh, we're we're trying to make sense of the war going on between Israel and Hamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which makes we're tr- no sense. Trying right? to make sense of <laughs> why are these Palestinians being <laughs> slaughtered? Uh, um, you know, death. I mean, yes, I understand you over 1,400 Jewish people, innocents,
1: yeah. were yeah. killed
0: by Hamas. But uh, the the 10,000 Palestinians, or 11,000 now, that have been killed had nothing to do with that. Uh, I think of of the so-called Hamas leaders, they've only gotten a few of them, a handful of them. And we're not
1: choosing sides here. We're just saying both sides are what is going on. I have no dog in this fight.
0: Uh, I have no dog in the fight, and I don't care, other than I don't want to see senseless murder and and killing and war. Uh, But I think that it's it's being satanically driven. Mm -hmm. And I do think that the... um, uh, much of Christianity is is naively confused about what's going on and who the entity is, and uh, instead of demonstrating the love of Christ towards all people, yeah, we're we're Not falling true. for the ostrus, the polarization. That's the word yeah, I want. Taking aside, yeah, and, and splitting us apart, which is what the devil does. Yeah. You know, divine conquer. So we're going to dive in some more today, but we're going to first start off by thanking our newest, uh, our current group of subscribers. Okay, well, I'll handle that for you, Scott. Thank you, John.
1: (laughs) So this episode is brought to us by our premium subscribers, or those folks that we call the seekers, those seeking the truth, and they are John B., Charles D., Daniel D., Tim S., and... Kimberly M., all of which came to us somewhere in between May and June of this year. And we appreciate
0: all of you for subscribing. As you read that, I saw Charles D. and Daniel D., and my brain went to Charlie Daniels. And I thought, <laughs> is Charlie Daniels a seeker? No, he's dead.
1: He is. <laughs> I, think I he do is. like some of Charlie Daniels' music. Though. I do, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was sort of an interesting character. So as we uh, thank you guys for supporting us, we want you to know that every, every dime that comes into this ministry, whether through donations or your subscriptions, is applied towards us continuing to mm-hmm. produce this content, uh, make it better if we can. Uh, that's why we try to give you a little something extra mm-hmm. for the seekers uh, in the bonus content. And by the way, for those of you that don't know, when you become a member, you also have access to our website, Members Area. And one of the sections of that area is called Lanyap, which is a Louisiana term for okay. a little something extra. Yeah. So uh, the Lanyap includes, you know, our newsletter, uh, the, the On the Patio videos, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of stuff, listener questions. And then, of course, the forum is where you can ask questions and make comments, ask prayer requests, anything that that we encourage you to get involved. And, and uh, we'll try our best to answer any questions that you have and Keep you informed of things that are going on. I haven't posted lately about any news items in the forum because so much is going on so quickly, I, I can't keep up. Yeah, yeah. But we'll continue to do those things. Anyway, John, we're going to dive right back into yeah. the next section of the Song of Moses, and we're going to call this one Symphony. Okay. We're going to get into the actual song. Itself. So
1: last week was Prelude. Mm-hmm. This is the symphony. Yeah. Last okay. week was
0: the overture of the concert. Okay. And so now we're going to dive into the So main if you're thing.
1: listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to last week's, you need to go back and listen to that one.
0: I would encourage it. Yeah.
1: Because it sets up the whole what you're about to get into here. It does. It'll give
0: okay. you a backstory to help you understand because we're going to dive right into the first verse of the Song of Moses today. Okay. And that's in Deuteronomy chapter 32. So we're going to spend the next three episodes in Deuteronomy 32 going verse by verse through the song okay. and analyzing it and make sense of it. Because what we saw in the prelude last week was that the group of saints who are now in heaven in Revelation 15, have uh, we, they had victory over the beast. They refused to take the mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were likely martyred. Uh, we we were asking the question of whether or not the 144,000 were martyred, and they could have been, but we think it's more likely that they were caught up. There was a there's a mid tribulation rapture for them okay. and the two witnesses, but these were probably killed, and that's why they are now in heaven on the sea of glass, okay. and they are the ones who sing the song of Moses along with the song of the Lamb. Okay, so it brings us to The final part of God's wrath on the earth from this point forward, when they sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb, we see the rest of the wrath of God poured out.
1: Do, so, do you think this is right mm-hmm. around the three and a half year mark? It's got to be somewhere Sunday.
0: at that point or, or after. Okay, that's what I think it is. Okay. You know, it, it's hard to tell the chronology in the book of Revelation exactly.
1: Well, it yeah, and it would be, I guess, uh, maybe a little bit after because at the three and a half <laughs> year mark is where the Antichrist declares himself to be God, right? So yes, probably immediately or very near after that when he really starts persecuting people that won't go along with his plan, right? right? Right. So
0: It is my belief that the war in heaven ends up in the expulsion of the dragon to yep. the earth. And he, will, he goes after the woman that flees into the wilderness, which is the believing Israel. Yes. So he's going to persecute them, and that's where his focus is. So it seems to me it all culminates in that war... Casting out the dragon, him somehow empowering or possessing the beast to declare himself to be God, and through him as his human proxy, persecuting the Jewish saints Mm -hmm. in the time of tribulation. So, uh, And all that time at the same time implementing the mark of the beast. So it seems to be at the midpoint of the seven years of tribulation or the time of Jacob's trouble when this all comes down. So we now then turn to the actual song of Moses recorded in scripture, Deuteronomy 32, where the Lord addresses heaven and earth. The song starts out with him saying, listen, everybody, here's what's about to go down.
1: Okay.
0: Verse one, give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. He's addressing both angels and the nations, because hmm. who's in the heavens to hear? You know, we don't have colonies. Maybe yeah. the international space station. Maybe, <laughs> unless there's actually bases on the moon, which there probably are. Okay, I, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, we probably have advanced technology, mm-hmm. and humans and fallen angels are working together. If they're sure. a deep, deep underground military bases, why not be on moon colony? Yeah, on the far side. You know, so he's saying, "Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak; and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth." My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass, because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. And I think it's interesting how he calls his doctrine, it's like the the description there, dropping as the rain, speech distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, that there's a gentleness about it. It's like, you know what? I'm not screaming at you. I'm just with a very still, small voice through the scriptures telling you what's about to go down. And so few people will listen. Isn't that about the way it is?
1: Yeah, it's not like it's just some broadcast message over whatever, every TV in the world. It's like it's all around. And if you're observant and paying attention, you're going to pick up on it. Otherwise, it's just going to be around you. You know what I mean? That's how I kind of
0: see it. I agree. And I think you could, you could equate it to, um, if God wanted to, he could save men by sending an angel to proclaim the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Mm-hmm. The gentle, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know, uh, impassioned plea of mm-hmm. preachers and people sharing their testimony, one by one, one at a time, Through the love of of, Christ.
1: Like you said, a giant angel just proclaim it. Everybody's going to believe that right when they see it.
0: You'd think that, but isn't (laughs) it funny you say that? Yeah. Because in Revelation 14, as we saw last week, there's an angel flying through the heavens saying, don't take the mark. There's one that follows him that says, come out of Babylon. And there's there's one before Mm -hmm. him that says, uh, he proclaims the everlasting gospel, which is fear God. And yeah. don't worship the other gods. So even with three mighty angels proclaiming truth in the world in the last part of the tribulation, men still won't. So
1: that'll tell you how how strong and how real that deception is, right? Because the, the devil and his angels have then been, at that point, cast down to earth. Right. So then they're going to come down and say a lie, right? We're here to help you guys. We're going to here to give you everlasting life. And those guys flying around <laughs> up in the sky are the enemies. We're going to protect you from... So, I don't know. That's just one goofy theory I could add. Well, <laughs> but, I agree with but it. But you know that you know, they make it look like another alien race is coming
0: down or something. I don't know. I think it's going to be something very similar to that. And, and you're right. It'll be a strong mm-hmm. delusion. So, the deception will be so strong that God says that even the very elect could be deceived if the days weren't shortened. Mm-hmm. So, I can see why at that point he would need an angel to proclaim the truth because mm-hmm. men won't listen to men anymore. Or maybe there's no men left pre- preaching it. The only believers yeah. are running for their lives at this point yeah. or hidden in the wilderness. So I think uh, it's, it's another manifestation of God's love and mercy that he would even bother at this point yeah. to send angels to proclaim the everlasting gospel to get the last possible few to make sure they refuse to take the mark. Because once they take the mark, that's it. They're condemned. Mm. So after announcing to heaven and earth the Lord's doctrine and his purpose concerning Israel, we see a foreshadowing in the next verse of Jesus Christ, the rock, who will one day bear the song of the Lamb to replace the song of Moses, as we saw in Revelation 15. And in verse 4 we read, he is the rock. See, the Lord is the rock. So it's telling Israel, Jesus is the Lord. Mm -hmm. They still don't believe it. You know. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. So the we it's going to be mentioned something like three or four times in this entire chapter that he's the rock. Capital R. Mm -hmm. That's pointing to something, it's telling us something. And that he only he has truth, and he is the one that has judgment of iniquity. So um we capital R is the key point. It right? is. Yeah. And, and we'll compare it with another verse that, that gives support to that okay. idea. For Psalm 18, verse 30, we read, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler, which is like a shield. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord and who is a rock save our God? If that doesn't tie in the Lord Jesus Christ to God Almighty, mm-hmm. and, and numerous other verses do the same, then I don't know what more could be done for a person to see. Uh, and we'll, we'll later on see that the rock itself is the stone cut without hands in one of the visions of Daniel okay. that destroyed the image of Nebuchadnezzar and, and his dream. And then um, he's also called the chief cornerstone, uh, in the Psalms and by Paul, yeah, that yeah. the builders rejected. Yeah. So over and over again, it's the forsaking of Jesus Christ that, that's pointing us or, or giving us a uh, preliminary look into what is the sin? What is the confession that needs to be made by Israel? Hmm. It's the rejection of yeah. yeah, Messiah. So then we go down to Deuteronomy 32 again in verse 5, where Israel... Even before they go into the land, this is all prophetic about what you're going to do when I make you fat and blessed and give you all this protection. Mm -hmm. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to turn into a perverse generation. So he says they've corrupted themselves. Now this is Mm -hmm. God still telling heaven and earth, this is what my people did. They've corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. We'll come back to that. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus requite the Lord? Requite means to pay back. Is this how you treat me for the way I treated you? Mm -hmm. Do you thus requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise? Is not he thy father that hath bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? So, you know, you see his, his protection and deliverance in the exodus and all the signs and wonders that he did. And then they go into the land and they, they defeat the giants that were mightier than them, mm-hmm. and they take over the cities and everything else. And he blesses them in the field and in the harvest and all this. And then they turn. So it it's just, fascinating. It is. It just. I amazing. just
1: finished reading these books, and I think you know that. Right? Yeah. And that's what blew me away is all of these times. And by the way, it says that God is in their midst, right? Like they can physically. In the tabernacle. They right? may not physically see him right because i i think he appears as a, as a pillar of fire and yeah. smoke and you know all kinds of stuff but they know he's there yeah. right and he's delivering him through all this stuff and then as soon as he turns around they're like hey let's
0: go make a golden
1: calf and it's like
0: who came up with that idea yeah <laughs> I mean. and and his very glory filled the temple and yeah. filled the tabernacle the holy of holies and i don't know that all the people could see that they couldn't go into the holy of holies only yeah. the high priest could but they had to see that glory emanating and still, oh, yeah, yeah. still turned against him. Like what was, what must have been the appeal of the fallen angel gods to make them think that they could turn against the very God of creation? And it must have been uh, such a powerful delusion for them to yeah. offer them the secret knowledge. And and there's a sexual practice tied into worshiping other gods. It's yeah. that's where the word fornication comes from. It's idolatry through a sex act. Mm-hmm. and um all of that is a part of it and i think that's the that's the strong draw and again it was a way of satan perverting god's natural thing because mm-hmm. we've talked about you know the lgbt agenda and the trans mm-hmm. agenda and their symbol is the symbol of the rainbow mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was god's token yeah, was of the covenant, covenant he yeah. made yeah so we're we're <laughs> getting to the, the nitty gritty of what's really involved there it's it's a it's a you know it's an ungodly way of using what the Lord created for his glory to be used against him. Yeah. So in mm. this generation, he says, that they are a perverse and crooked generation. And we have to remember that we define terms uh, in like a King James Bible, not always through a modern understanding. We think about you know, what the song comes to my mind, the hoot, talking about my generation. Mm-hmm. And we think about a generation as just, the young people today. That's and the who? That was the who, yeah. I thought
1: that was a Rolling Stones.
0: Oh, it could have been. <laughs>
1: maybe, I don't know. Maybe you, it was. Um, you're you're a little bit older than me. You should know. I that. should
0: know this, right? Because I, that's
1: before I was more 80s. Yeah. You're 70s, right? That's
0: true. And I'm going to get emails and letters now <laughs> saying, you dummy, just blew your podcast that was Mick up. Jagger, uh, not uh, I that was Roger Daltrey. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't it matter. The, Sorry. It,
1: it, I blew up the whole podcast.
0: Either way... <laughs> That was the song that comes to my mind about defining the term generation <laughs> as, as in like young people today or whatever. And that's uh-huh. not what a generation is. If you think of what generate, to generate, to birth. Uh-huh. So a generation is, it, it, it's tied to genetics. Now there's time involved. You know, a generation uh-huh. could last so long or whatever, but it's, uh, it says uh, that Noah was perfect in his generations. Yeah. So it had to do with a lineage. Yeah. And so we're going to use that definition a bible definition of it when we see jesus referring to israel as a an evil generation in matthew 17 and so in verse uh, 17 of matthew 17 then jesus answered and said oh faithless and perverse generation he's preaching to israel yeah how long shall i be with you how long shall i suffer you Bring him hither to me. And it was because there was a boy possessed with the devil and the disciples couldn't cast him out. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. But the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you, howbeit this kind goeth out not but by prayer and fasting. So that tells me a lot of things. Number one, there's types of demons, types yes, of devils. And because certain.
1: he says this kind goeth out not by
0: prayer and fasting? Right. Okay. And it also tells me that prayer and fasting are good things to do. Absolutely. And we, we've sort of abandoned that in the church at large. Yeah. Uh, but prayer and fasting should be done for the specific purpose of helping uh, with certain things. Whether it's casting out devils, whether it's uh, dedicating yourself to the study of the Word of God, um, or just prayer in general, and fasting while you do it, it seems
1: to me that per this verse right here, that it strengthens your faith. Yeah. The more prayer, the more time you spend in prayer, as and maybe combining that with fasting. Yeah. The stronger your faith is going to become, because that's what Jesus is saying. They're saying, "Why couldn't we cast them out?" And he's saying, "Because you, because your unbelief. You don't." Yeah. You're, No matter how much you guys think you have faith, you truly don't have enough to do. But if you did, he's saying you could move a mountain. Yeah, these are
0: the twelve that Jesus called. Yeah. And he gave them power to Mm -hmm. go forth and cast out devils. But it it the point is they come from a faithless and perverse generation. Yeah. Israel is that generation, and we're gonna see as we go further that they're a generation. Not the twelve, but one of them was Judas. But they're a generation tied to the dragon, and um, okay. so he's the the, the the demonic entities manifesting in Israel at the time uh, because they're a perverse generation. The reason why there was such an explosion that the, what Jesus had to do so much healing and casting out of devils is because they were a perverse generation. They mm-hmm. had tied themselves to the worship of other gods, yeah. and all that demonic stuff was going on. And by the way, before I leave the passage. Again, we talk about rightly dividing the word of truth, and we have to distinguish between the national salvation program of Israel and the church today and the body of Christ.
1: Okay. The,
0: the, uh, the message of grace is Christ died for your sins, was buried and raised again. Yes. He wasn't preaching that at the time. He hadn't even died yet. He was preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and yes. it will be preached again by the 144,000.
1: In
0: the millennial reign? No. Well, I'm talking about to gather Israel during the tribulation. Okay. There'll be another message in the millennial reign of Christ. But my point is, when he says, if you had this faith as a mustard seed, you can remove mountains and people want to name it and claim it today and think they can do anything, that's not for you. That's for Israel during the time of tribulation. and They're going to need that power. Okay. When the saints are being persecuted and they have to flee into the wilderness and things like that. It's not the same today, so name it and claim it is a sham. What do you mean by name it and claim it? What do you, what? It's it's a teaching of the church that believes that if you claim, if you Jesus said I can do this, I claim healing in the name of the Lord. Jesus said I'm going to have wealth, I'm going to claim riches in the name of the Lord, and it's a it's a sort of a charismatic offshoot. Yeah, and it's very deceptive. It's very appealing for some.
1: That's different from deliverance. It's the, it's similar, no, right? It, it sounds, sounds similar, but you're... you're
0: well, you're, if you're talking about deliverance from casting out devils... Uh,
1: or people who are oppressed by demonic spirits, yeah, or something like that. That's what I mean by deliverance.
0: I, I don't believe a person that claims, I've got the power to cast out devils, I name it in Jesus Christ, and I can do it, that that's legit. Okay. But I believe that God gave us power over the devils, and we can pray, and we can cast them out, but it won't necessarily be because I name it and claim it. You know, it's going to yeah, be because. I was going to
1: say, shouldn't every person have the ability to perform deliverance? But it's truly based upon their faith and how much time they spend in prayer and things like that.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know don't that either. A deliverance hmm. is going to be because some may be given a gift, but yeah. I don't know that it's tied to that. I, I think that we we have authority over the devils because Christ gave us that, and whether or not it's manifesting in the same way it's, as it's going to in the time of tribulation mm-hmm. because there'll be an explosion of demonic activity again through the Nephilim mm-hmm. uh, as, he's, as it was in the days of Noah. So it's, it's, it's really a subject of another discussion. Yeah, because, because we a could, whole other topic. We, could right? prob- we should probably do an episode on deliverance huh. and, and maybe there's some guests we could have on that are experts about that. Yeah. Because I think I would, be, I would be guessing right now and I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, so yeah, like you said, it's a whole other show, but yeah, I have a whole, whole lot of interest in it, and is it a gift that certain people yeah. have, or does it come through study and prayer, or does everyone have the ability, I don't know, I don't know there's a lot let, of questions around that. Right? I know
0: humanity's given dominion of the earth, and yeah. we have authority over the devils in Jesus' name. So we'll, we'll have to do a study on that and tie something hmm. together because that would probably be a good thing to research. Well,
1: I'm sorry I derailed it. No. That's twice I derailed this broadcast.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're asking questions that are on people's minds. I hope so. Yeah, I do. Now, why don't we go to Matthew chapter 3 because I was okay. talking about the generation. <clears throat> and, uh, and it ties into the devils because uh, in verse 7 it says, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism. Now we're talking about John the Baptist. And okay. we're going we're to reference back to something we talked about in the series on the Hidden Ones. But it says, He said unto them, this is John saying to the Pharisees and Sadducees, which are the leadership. So modern-day Israel, the leadership is Neset, Netanyahu, or the Prime Minister, whoever he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mossad, mm-hmm. which is Israel's equivalent of the CIA. Mm-hmm. All wicked, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. But um, he said unto them, O generation of vipers. Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. Show show me you mean it. Mm -hmm. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And that's what we talked about in that episode. Now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth fruit is hewn down. And cast into the fire. There's many references to trees as leaders in the Bible. And even trees as Nephilim, you know, in mm-hmm. the tall trees that grew higher than their yeah. fellows and whatnot. I think it's Ezekiel 28 or something, but, um, or 31. <laughs> but that tells me that the spirit in these leaders is always the same entities.
1: Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know
0: about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart.
1: To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com.
0: Thanks. It's the demons. It's the fallen angels' uh, hybrid children. And then um, he says the axe is laid. God's about to chop these trees down. Mm-hmm. These trees that are so arrogant and mighty and th- And I think that might be happening right now in Israel. There could be some trees that are the leaders are going to get cut down. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. We don't know what it is. And we get a lot of Christianity saying, "Oh, God's going to protect them. He's going to deliver them. They're His people, just because they're Jewish." Well, yeah. Paul made it clear a Jew is not one outwardly; uh-huh. he's inward. Hmm. You know, and um, he said, "Not because they're all Israel are they Israel." And we know in Revelation there's a synagogue of Satan. Yeah. So somewhere in all yeah. that there's a deception going on, mm-hmm. and I think Christianity's falling for it. I truly do. John said, "I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me." is mightier than I, Jesus, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, which happened at Pentecost, and with fire, which is the time of Jacob's trouble. Yeah. The tribulation. Whose fan is in his hand, he will throughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, the good. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. and That's the tares. Yeah. So... You're, you're already seeing that John is aware of what's going on on the basis of the Song of Moses, too. Mm-hmm. So Matthew 23, one more about the generation, or a couple more. Jesus did not hold back when he condemned the religious leadership of Israel of being perverse in their doctrine, mm-hmm. their perverse generation, like, like we saw. And in John, um, uh, we're not going to read that passage, but he said, Ye are of your father the devil, and the works of your father you will do. Yeah. And there was a reason he called them vipers, generation of vipers. What is a viper? It's a serpent. Yeah. Satan is a serpent. Yeah. Children of their fathers. So in Matthew 23, and it's a longer passage, so I'm going to pull it up on my iPad. We'll start reading in verse 25. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. This is Jesus talking. For you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. I think this is true of world leaders right now.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Including Israel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. I think that can be said of Israel's leadership, just as America. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous and say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore, you be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill you up then the measure of your fathers. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Hmm. It's like people have this idea that when Jesus said that, it was like a one-time thing and they're all gone. Like we don't yeah. have vipers today. Yeah. Wherefore, behold, verse 34, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify. And some of them you shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, which happened mm-hmm. to the 12 in Paul, that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zechariah, son of Barachias, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things, the, the, the guilt of all these innocents, yeah. shall come upon this generation, it's not an age group of just those people there. It's the generation of vipers. Yeah. All those from past to future that follow the leadership of their father, the devil, are the perverse, crooked generation. Hmm. And then he Very says, O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings? And ye would not behold, your house is left unto you desolate, for I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth till ye shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so that's when he went back to his place and he hid his face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They crucified him. So Jesus didn't hold back when he condemned them. And I believe they were demon possessed leaders. Or controlled by Nephilim spirits, okay, and those are the same entities that are going to appear again among God's people during the tribulation. I think they're going to appear as false brethren. They're going mm-hmm. to go into, and we're about to read in the book of Jude where they enter, um, they uh, um, intrude into their assemblies hmm. and pretend yeah. to be believers. Because there they are with them, but they're going to fall away. They're going to lead the falling away to take the mark of the beast, to deceive many of the ones that had already trusted in Jesus. And we see that in the book of Jude. In Jude 1, verse 12, these, he's we're going to have to do a whole thing about this. We're going to get into these men, certain men, in uh, our discussion with Ryan coming okay. up. Okay. Uh, and these are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you. So they're with them.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it, Jude is writing to the church, which is really from Hebrews through Revelation, those books are directed at the Jewish saints that turn in the time of Jacob's trouble. Hmm, okay. And these are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you. So they're with them. Feeding themselves without fear, like tears among the wheat. Mm-hmm. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth, Without fruit. Remember, the trees were cut down. Yeah, Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea. Foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars. It's like fallen angels. Yeah. That's what said their fathers. Yeah. To whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And it could well be that uh, when Satan is cast down, these entities come down and they inhabit Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it yeah. makes me wonder if they were like physically uh, killed by Michael and his angels, and it's their spirits that go down, or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, but one way or the other, either through uh, action or or um, possession, they're going to be involved in this generation. These certain men, and their end is the blackness of darkness forever. So they're false brethren for sure, and I think they're around right now. I think they're in our leaders. Yeah, you know, you look in the eyes of some of these people. I mean, I know Joe Biden is vacant because there's nothing left inside his head, Uh but he's been evil from day one. Yeah, and but you look at some of these people, and I don't care who they are, Lindsey Graham. He needs to be (laughs) placed in in the bottom of the lake of fire. He's never met a country he didn't want to destroy. He's a war machine. He, He is a he's a worm. Yeah, and so is Nikki Haley. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Well, as I'll save she, you the trouble.
1: As, as much as she is being propped up right now, but you see, it, the, the latest rhetoric that comes out of her mouth is nothing but promoting war. I mean, it's, oh, she, that's she, all she wants she, to the, do. The, the demonic
0: spirit of John McCain is in both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think he's roasting right now. Hmm. These people are filled with iniquity. They are a perverse generation, and so are their children. Mm-hmm. So, whoever their descendants are, I don't think Lindsay ever fathered any children. Um, I'm never gonna, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. Um, but I'm convinced that these are the tares among the wheat, are in reference to false brethren or hybrid humans that are seeking to turn away Israel from Christ and, co- and force them to take the mark of the beast mm. during this time. So that's what this perverse generation is going to ultimately be. And the Song of Moses was already foretelling it. So would that be the strong delusion that's part like? of it part of it part okay. of it absolutely it all works hmm. together. So back to the song Deuteronomy 32 verse 7. He co- he continues remember the days of old consider the years of many generations ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee when the most high divided to the nations their inheritance when he separated the sons of adam he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel for the lord's portion is his people jacob is the lot of his inheritance now i did a message on unlock the bible now a few weeks ago called the bounds of the people and i discuss at length this particular passage uh many want to say the septuagint rendering is correct and it's it says he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the sons of god and i don't believe that's true Uh, i believe that israel is going to be the kingdom of precept when god restores them when the lord comes back Okay. and all the nations are going to be divided according to those tribes. Okay. I think the nations are going to worship Jesus Christ through Israel because they're going to be the kingdom of priests and a holy nation at that time. So that's what that's a reference to. So it appears the nations are going to be divided in the future because when when he separated the sons of Adam, there wasn't an Israel. Yeah. You know, there was I mean, that was the time of Tower of Babel. But this is prophetic. I think this was what God was doing. What If he divided the nations at that time and he scattered them and confounded their languages, what was the purpose that he had in doing that? Well, so that they would seek the Lord. Well, how were they supposed to seek the Lord? Through Israel
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> so Paul said in Acts 17, they were divided that they would ha- happily seek the Lord. So I believe it's according to the number of children of Israel. And it appears that they're going to be divided so that in the millennial reign of Christ, the nations that gather to keep the Feast of Tabernacles are going to go to those camps according to the way the tribes are set up around the tabernacle.
1: Okay.
0: So I think that's all to do with that. Anyway, that's just another reference to how Israel is going to be important and factored in in the, in the millennial. Yeah. Right. Now, going down to verse 10. He found him in a desert land, Jacob, and in the waste howling wilderness, he led him about He instructed him, and I believe that's a reference to Israel wandering through the wilderness for four years. He kept him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. Just like Jesus was saying, how I would have gathered you under my wings, like Mm -hmm. a hen gathered her chicks, you know. And don't think of chickens. He's talking about a bird, you know, like like an eagle. Protecting
1: the nest. Right.
0: So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. So during all that time, remember, he fed them manna in the wilderness, you know, and he he protected them from Pharaoh and he took care of them all that time. So he found Israel in the wilderness. Well, and it says he found them there, but it's like he founded uh, the nation in the wilderness. That's where they grew for 40 years into to the people that would go in and take the land of Canaan because um, he didn't find Jacob in the wilderness. I mean, Jacob was the son of Isaac, the son of Mm -hmm, Abraham. mm -hmm and they dwelt in the land of promise, you know. Uh, Now you could say, well, that was a wilderness at the time, and maybe it was, but I think this is a reference to the wandering there after they were delivered in the Exodus, because that's just where they came from. So the point being, if God found Israel in the wilderness, founded them as a people, he will again bring them out of the wilderness after the Antichrist is defeated. And we, for that, we turn to Revelation. We see all these types, you know. Remember, we have to always recall that God said, that which has been is that which shall be. And there's no new thing under the sun. Mm-hmm. So uh, Paul said everything that was written in the foretime was written for our admonition and learning. I mean, every bit of this is telling us, look back here to see what's going to happen. Okay. Revelation 12, okay. verse 6. And the woman, which is a picture of Israel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: fled into the wilderness... Where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days.
1: Three and a half. Three and years. a half years. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. A place prepared
0: of God. Yeah. In the wilderness. Just as he protected them in the wilderness when he brought them out of Egypt. He's gonna protect them in the wilderness when when the devil is cast down, he goes after these. And we literally see that in the later in the chapter there, verse thirteen. And when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, and we already read that part, you know, Mm -hmm. when he's cast down, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. That's a picture of Israel, and Jesus is the man-child. And to the woman. By the way, I should say this, because there might be some who've heard me say in the past that I thought the man-child was the 144,000. And that's incorrect. I was wrong about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The the timing of this is both past and future. Okay. So it, it covers a wider span than what I was thinking at the time. But I've corrected a lot of doctrine, you know, over the years, so this is nothing new for me. So it says, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child, and to the woman, Israel, were given two wings of a great eagle, just as he said in the Song of Moses, uh, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time a year, two years, half a year, three and a half years, from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. That's a hard passage to comprehend. I'm not sure what that flood is. It would seem to be an army of some kind.
1: Hmm. I was sitting here thinking, does that reference... Satan's ability to affect weather—it could be that because that's a literal interpretation, So yeah. that he's actually bringing bringing a flood after them, and then God makes the earth somehow take the water in or something. You know, it, it could. If you think of it literally instead of figuratively,
0: yeah, it casts right? out of his mouth water as a flood. So mm-hmm. it's like it's water, but it makes me wonder. You know, there's something to that. That's one of those things we're going to have to dive into yeah. and do a whole episode on. I would love to know what that is. That's a Bible mystery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm reading the whole thing, or you're reading it, obviously, but it says, "Into the woman, we're given two wings of a great eagle. She might fly into the wilderness. And I'm sitting here going, Okay, here we are talking about the devil gets cast down with his angels, and they appear. One theory is that they appear maybe as Claiming aliens to be, yeah. or having spacecraft that fly around. What if that's what the two wings of a great eagle are? It takes the people, and they all load into something and go somewhere, and then it's cloaked or goes underground, I don't know, and it, it's a, a place provided by God, right, to protect them.
0: Well, remember, we
1: did That's a That's st- a crazy theory, but <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how it crazy out. it is, John,
0: because we did a, a thing about UFOs, and we talked about Zechariah, where there's an Ifah, and a woman mm-hmm. uh, was in it, and they closed the lid on it, and, and two uh, storks carried it to Shinar, you okay. know, w- w- yeah. well, two, th- women that had wings like a stork. Uh-huh. And so maybe there's there's something to these crafts. you know. Maybe there is something like that, and God's going to use one. Who knows? I mean, there's any number of things he could do. But uh-huh. he's going to protect them in the wilderness. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, angry, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So over and over again, we've got to understand that and we're going to see it again and again the rock was rejected the rock was forsaken it's christ
1: yeah
0: israel that is god's people will accept jesus christ right now if a jew believes on jesus christ call him what you want messianic jew yeah. whatever they're gonna go out in the rapture.
1: Yeah. Become a Christian. They're they're, they're believers.
0: They're yeah. in the church now. They're going. But the Israel that will be God's people have yet to believe, have yet to make their confession. I think this confession has to be after the rapture. Yeah. And therefore
1: Well, because it would make sense if they did it before the rapture, because then they would go up in the rapture.
0: Right. So this idea of they were restored as a people in 1948 being the fulfillment of Ezekiel 37, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I just don't think we're there yet. I think we have a time yet because during this time, the place is prepared in the wilderness to preserve and protect Israel from the dragon and the beast. And this Israel is not just genetically Jewish people. It's Mm -hmm. those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And like we said in Isaiah 59, the Lord shall come out of Zion to those that turn from transgression. So what is the transgression? It was the rejection of Messiah. Yeah. Messiah. So we're going to get into that in more detail, Lord willing, next week as we come to the crescendo of the symphony.
1: So is this going to be a three-part or a four-part? Four. Four-part. Four. Four part. Yeah, okay. there's a
0: crescendo and then there's a coda. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> Which is the, the last little wrap-up, <laughs> you know. So we're, we're going to try to keep these to a reasonable length. There's so much to cover, mm-hmm. uh, but um, Lord willing, people will find some nuggets to chew on here. And we're just a few verses into the song, and we're already seeing that God is pronouncing, you you have turned against me, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm yeah. going to let you uh, go to your wicked ways. I'm going to hide my face from you, and then we'll ultimately come to where they seek him in their affliction. Hmm. And so maybe, we don't know, and we, I'm not a prophet. I don't know what's going on with current events, but maybe... Uh, everything that's shaken out in the Middle East right now is going to turn to something that causes the Israel that is going to be God's people uh, to seek him all over the world. Uh, maybe more persecution of Jewish people is going to shake out as a result of this war in, in the land of Israel right now. yeah And uh, because who knows who, what other actors are going to get involved here? Is Iran going to get involved? Uh, is America well we are involved
1: it seems like everybody's getting involved at this point yeah
0: yeah I'm not so sure that this is the fulfillment of the Battle of Psalm 83 uh-huh. uh, the the actors seem to be those same ones but again they're saying come deliver us from our enemies and those that hate you God and it's it's got to be an Israel in a in a position of acceptance of him uh, you know yeah. And uh, maybe that precipitates the War of Gog, I don't know. Or Psalm 83 could have been fulfilled in the past. Hmm. You know, there, there could have been other things going on. So that's that's a subject for another another time, I guess. But right now, I stand in doubt of Ezekiel 37 being fulfilled with the restoration of the modern nation state of Israel. Okay. And I, I stand with, I guess you would call them true Torah Jews at this point.
1: <laughs> which, which you believe are scattered through the globe.
0: Well, I mean, that... They could be in Israel. They could be but, anywhere, yeah. 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 They could be anywhere. And they, they are people that are Jewish by religion. And they believe that it was wrong to form the nation state through a secular mm-hmm. political movement because they are saying that only God can bring them back into the land.
1: But they still don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They still believe the Messiah is coming.
0: Correct. Hmm. From their own teachings, they believe Messiah has yet to come, and they look for him. But they also believe that they've been exiled by God because of their sins. I don't think they understand that the transgression is the rejection of the rock, the cornerstone. Yeah. But they're in exile because of their sins, and they follow the commandment of the book of Jeremiah to make marriages and plant vineyards and obey the laws of those countries. And, and you know, these people, whenever, uh, and I'm talking about persecuted Jewish people over the centuries, mm-hmm. uh, and it hasn't always been easy for them, obviously, because of persecution, but in many instances, when they, when they go into these countries and they assimilate, they survive. Yeah. You know, and um, there's something about this, Proclamation by the Lord. When we get, if you get into reading, you know Deuteronomy 28 and 29, where he lays out, here's what's going to happen to you and what's going to do. And and it's the curses are horrible, mm-hmm. you know. And and they've been all this time. Nowhere in there does it say you're going to become media controllers of industry, and you're going to uh, profit hmm. and be very successful in different sectors of financial. Uh, uh communities and, and in the media and in entertainment and all this kind of stuff nowhere does it say you're going to be blessed and honored there uh, and and if that's true and if and and I'm not trying to be uh stereotypical here okay, but in America, you know groups that have come over here as immigrants like Jewish people uh they've uh they had the same challenges as Italians or Irish or anybody mm-hmm. you know and And where they've banded together, and they even though they might have been in ghettos for a time they've they've survived and they came through it. Mm-hmm. But in certain instances, there are industries where they uh excelled and they mm-hmm. uh, gained control of it, and the products that are being produced out of those industries, like look at media and entertainment yeah that's satanic as the day is long. Yeah. You know, corruption and banking and the financial system that's got to lead to the mark of the beast in that financial system. Yeah. That's satanic as the day is long. The control of media. Uh, and and again, I'm not saying everything is run by Jewish people or people claiming to be Jews. But there's no, but a they l- are disproportionately... Blessed in controlling those areas, and are they blessed?
1: W- is maybe not the right term, well, that, that, but you know what I mean. But
0: a lot of Christians think they are, and that's yeah. why they're there. But I'm saying if they're blessed by God, look at the content they're producing. Look at the fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, a yeah. propaganda media control of the narrative. It's, it's
1: because the prince of the power of the air is allowing them to have that. Exactly. He controls
0: that. And so, just because somebody has a genetic that points to them being Semitic or Jewish, mm-hmm. or even has the religion of Judaism, which is really not the true orthodox teaching,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the rabbinical Talmudic Kabbalah, which is almost atheistic in some instances, but it's mm-hmm. certainly satanic in its origin from Babylon, which is where it came from, Okay, then you got to ask yourself, is this the people God is blessing? Or is it the generation of vipers, right? Yeah, uh, there you go. There you go, right there. So use wisdom, use discernment, use prayer and fasting, if you have to, to gain the understanding of what's going on in the world today. Hmm. Because, And actually, I think it's not a bad idea if Christians everywhere would pray and fast. I know I
1: need to fast. <laughs> It'll help me lose about 20 pounds.
0: <laughs> well, I do not remember <laughs> a meal I missed. You know? Not that I don't need to pray, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that to be saying that we need to use discernment and we need to use discretion. Christians were told to be harmless as doves, or we're good at that. But wise as serpents. Why did he say be wise as serpents? Yeah. Because serpents are wise. There's a generation of you gotta them. you got to be crafty. Yeah, there's a generation of them, and you can't defeat the enemy if you fall for their deception. Well, I don't think he tells you
1: to put on the, the whole armor of God so you can be... A dove. Yeah. (laughs) He's telling you, get ready to fight.
0: Be harmless as a dove, but be smart as the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening and tuning in. And thank you, John. Thanks for having me again. You bet. As always, folks, don't forget to subscribe, to uh, share this with your friends. Uh, oh, and one more thing, if you if you get our newsletter, you'll see it's happening. But remember, as we get close to Christmas, you can gift subscriptions to friends. So if you got somebody that you know that maybe they can't afford a subscription, but they would like one, or if they would just like the content, you can actually go to the Supercast website and gift a subscription right there.
1: And does the promotion still run? Or if you buy an entire year, you get a month free?
0: Yeah, that's going to remain. It's not okay. even a promotion anymore. That's going to be the new yearly subscription is you, you, you get a discount. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, take advantage of it now because, and and as we've said before, those that have already subscribed on the yearly subscription plan, if they renew, they they they, they get the discount, get that discount yeah, as well. Okay. well. Start doing that. So we appreciate all of you, faithful listeners and subs- seekers. And until next time, don't forget to look up for our redemption draws near. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard. Please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com.